Well, welcome everyone to Carving a New Path. My name is Andrea Hyland. I'm the host of the show. And just to give you a little description, this podcast began in 2020 in response to all the change that people were experiencing. So I started to reach out to friends and colleagues and ask them to be guests so we could have conversations about what it's like when something's falling apart or changing. And how do you listen to your inner voice, different ways that things have been birthed during those times of change. And I just never know what's going to happen because my guests are amazing. And today my guest is also amazing. And we're going to just see where it takes us to talk about transformation and what happens to carve a new path. So today's show is episode 29, and I call it Meet Rebecca Satori, because although I have known Rebecca, I was just calculating before we got on the show, Rebecca, that it's been 13 years, according to my calculations, and we have both had all kinds of examples of carving a new path. And we've been on, when I had a blog talk radio show, you were on that, and I've been a guest on shows you've had, but today's the first time on Carving a New Path. So we'll begin with that. So before I read the, the bio that um, to give people an idea about you, I just want to say welcome and hello. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Me too. So before we get into the conversation, everyone, I'm going to read a few things short bio, Rebecca is an intuitive business coach. She is a published author and accomplished speaker who supports passionate, high-achieving entrepreneurs in eliminating the patterns and subconscious beliefs that hold them back so that they can break through to their next level of success. Rebecca takes a fierce, laser-focused approach to help business owners grow six to seven-plus figure businesses and lives that they love because she believes that when you are financially empowered, the world changes for the better. Rebecca is a proud mother of two amazing young men and is committed to rocking her life out in every area and living her highest potential. So, Welcome once again, Rebecca, and let's have a conversation. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. So Rebecca, when I was reading the description of the show and just talking a little bit about carving a new path and how things uh, fall apart sometimes, or there's change that actually leads you to, let's just say, a transformation after something happens. Um, was there a story or a thought that kind of popped up for you? Yeah, a, a few, of course, right? Like, <laughs> no, I was like, I've been through so much <laughs> yeah. in my life. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, I think what's coming to me right now is just thinking back to when I was younger and I was brought up in a family where we, my sister and I were told, you go to college, you get married and you have kids. And I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a mom. And it wasn't until just this past year, and you and I have talked about this on some of our coaching sessions, that I realized that uh, I have actualized my greatest dream, which is being a mother. 
Mm. And everything else above and beyond that is a bonus. And I think that's a really amazing place to get to in life is to really acknowledge that I gave birth to these two amazing young men and they're on their own paths of success. And I have been an amazing mother throughout so much transition and transformation and tumultuousness. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to be where I'm at today and and to recognize that I think is really something that I want to highlight, especially because I know when I was a stay-at-home mom before I started my business back in 2010, I would a lot of times, and I still hear women say this today, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And it took me a lot of practice to drop that just, because it's a minimizing word, obviously. Um, So really recognizing and acknowledging myself and giving myself accolades for how I have shown up as a woman who has gone through so many difficulties in life and grown from them and been there and prioritized my children and really put a lot more success I probably could have had in my career on hold to devote myself to the greatest career of my life is is really what I feel like. And so, you know, of course, when I was much younger and I was following this trajectory of go to college, which I did, got married, which I did, had children, which I did, um, you know, you have this this concept in your mind, of course, whether you're starting a business or starting a family or anything it is that you're starting and you think it's going to play out like this, mm-hmm. you know, and you and I have talked about that concept uh, on on in many different areas of life, right? Where it's it's not like this. It's like this, that, you know, it's like the craziest roller coaster you possibly could ever get on. And sometimes you're like, I want to get off. And just the, the things that come along with, with that journey. And, you know, what I would love for people to take away from this is to really recognize that this life, this journey that we're on is about constant change. Nothing is predicted. Nothing is guaranteed. And a lot of times when we go through some very challenging times in our lives, it becomes second nature, and I believe we're conditioned in society to do this as well, to close off and to give up and to feel hopeless and to say, I'm never going to love again, or I'm not going to open myself up to love again. And I've had to work with myself in this area a lot. And it's something that I'm also very proud of because of all of the heartache and heartbreak that I have personally been through over my lifetime for a myriad of reasons you know, business not panning out the way I thought it would, um, marriages breaking up, you you know, like relationships not panning out the way I thought they would, um, just lots of changes and shifts that it is really an illusion for you to think that you can protect yourself again. And I continue to remind myself to that um, as I am you know, a single person and and dating and that sort of thing um, to remember that even even those things that I thought were a guarantee didn't play out the way that I thought that they would. And my life became richer as a result. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to circle back to a couple of things and highlight for the listeners that uh, two things I want to highlight. One is that, yes, Rebecca helps business owners grow six to seven plus figure businesses. 
And notice that it also that also in her bio I said and lives they love. So there's um, so I just want to highlight that for people to think about too. That it's not just about the thing that you're striving for, or the um, yeah the I'll just leave it with that the thing that you're striving for. And that the other point I want to just shine a light on is when you were talking about the you know, the roller coaster of, <laughs> of that. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm going from point A to point B and there's nothing that's going to stop me on the way. No, it is, it is messy. It is circular, you know, that, um, I mean, I remember, it, and then we'll see what, what my kind of reflections are bringing up for you. But I remember a time where I thought, if I deal with my feeling of unworthiness and I reach a point where I feel worthy, then I'm done with that. And it took me a few decades to realize, oh, I brought that in with me in this backpack of things I was going to explore. And it wasn't going from point A to B. It's a circular thing. It's like, oh, here it is again. Okay, well, what can I learn about that again? So if I feel like love is a thing that I want to work on, then, oh, here it comes again, a place where maybe I feel unlovable or I feel used by someone or I don't know. I'm just like things coming up there. But it's this circular thing of here it is again. And how are you going to grow as a person when you go through these circular things of something you thought you had handled, but it isn't about handling it. It's actually about living a life that you love and going on that that journey with yourself. So what comes up for you as I'm like reflecting on these different parts? Yeah, I mean, I think I've kind of reached a point in my own life. I heard this saying recently that, you know, life doesn't necessarily get better. We get better. And I think that that's really the key. It's not that you're not in tune with your desires and then you're creating a life of your dreams. That's not always how life is going to work, right? You're going to be thrown curveballs. You're going to go through grief and challenges and betrayal and abandonment and rejection or fill in the blank, whatever, like you said, your soul came into this lifetime to learn and you learn through that same theme as a different version of yourself throughout your lifetime. Absolutely. And I think it's really about reframing is huge. Reframing changes absolutely everything. Um, and looking at everything through a different lens and then, you know, gratitude as a theme throughout everything is huge. And sometimes it's really hard to reach into gratitude when you feel like you've been dealt circumstances that are just total crap. And, you know, I've been through some of that myself over the past three, three, three or four years or what have you. And sometimes it is difficult to find gratitude. And, you know, one of the things that I teach my clients is to create what I call a spiritual toolbox. Mm -hmm. And through each, you know, section of your life, if you will, or, or different experiences of your life, you might utilize different tools. So, 
you know, at, at one point in my life, in my early thirties, I had chronic pain. I was, you know, couldn't find answers as to why I was misdiagnosed with all kinds of different things that were untrue. And at that point in time in my life, I had a lot of emotion stuck in my body. That was when we were writing the fearless voices book and the chapter of, of that book. Mm-hmm. And I found that acupuncture and massage and breath work were what dramatically released stuck emotion in my body system. Um, but at different times and different seasons in our lives, different things are going to, uh, require a different medicine, if you will. And so I think for me, what I, what I've learned about myself is that we're, we're in four, when we, when we're dealt with circumstances that puts us into that fight or flight, it's actually fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze and you and I discovered a fourth one which is fry you know I'll fry all the circuits and then I'm exhausted right and I think a lot of people don't talk about that but in that moment you need a knee-jerk reaction to do only one thing because you're in your reptilian brain so if you have a list of all the different things in your spiritual toolbox then in that moment of immobility or feeling paralyzed or what have you then you go to that menu that you've typed up or written up in a journal or wherever you keep it, it doesn't matter. And it's like all of the sudden there are options. All of the sudden you can see that it's not just, you know, tunnel vision for I'm stuck. I don't know how to get out of this. And then you go to the people and the resources and the tools that you have that can help catapult you out of that. And I have a very low tolerance for staying stuck as you well know. (laughs) And um, I think this is a great way to facilitate getting to a higher frequency and a higher vibration, which is really what all of life is about. Yeah, well, I was just thinking as you were saying that is, what would you say to people like, let's just say that, that it's not stuck, but it's a pit stop what would you say would be a good tool for someone who is uh, like something's not moving, I'm not getting the results right now, or it's like my, it feels like my car battery has died or, you know, I'm still here, but I can't get the car to start. Um, Yeah. Is there a tool that you would recommend at that point? I think the key in that moment you know, it's it's really not like, okay, what's the magic pill? We've been so conditioned to sure. think that there's one magic pill that's going to fix everything. And it's really about you cultivating within yourself trust. And this is ongoing work. Yeah. Faith. And I love to look to nature because it really helps me to remember my own true nature. And there are times of dormancy, you know, here in the East Coast right now, it's winter, there's dormancy, there's less activity, there's a quieting down period. So I think getting into a place of acceptance, and also choosing to live your life from a place of everything is here as a mirror to give me feedback, to help me to evolve to a better version of myself. And listen, that can be really tough at times. Like, you know, just even for me recently, having gone through some challenges that were completely unexpected again. And it's like, I feel, you know, I've been feeling probably the past couple of months, like every time I can stand up, I'm getting hit again 
with a tsunami wave or I'm feeling like I'm hitting a dead end or, you know, there, there's no movement. And so then I, what I've been doing lately is take really micro dosing everything. It's like, what is the one thing that I can do in this one minute right now? And just the more you can microdose it down and then it feels like there's something that I can do. There's something that I can, that I maybe have feel like I have control over to make things feel more overcomable, if you will, whether that's sitting down and journaling and looking at what do you have in your life that you can be grateful for. Um, sometimes looking for what is this here for me to learn? And a lot of, a lot of times things come uh, in symbolic ways too. So looking at the symbology of your current circumstances and sometimes we don't have the answer and being okay with not having the answer. You know, I've said that a lot in, in my past six months of like what I've been going through. Uh, I don't know why I'm having to go through this, but I'm, if I can become in, in a place of acceptance of it, but also having the trust and the faith that I'm not going to be here forever, then that can create some movement forward as well. But I think being present to whatever situation and circumstance you're going through and being loving to yourself during that time period. I mean, that has been decades of work that I've, that I continue to do is, is how can I be loving to myself to move through whatever it is that I'm going through uh, and not repeat patterns of ancestral stuff where it's like shame and blame or making yourself wrong or trying to keep yourself small or, you know, all those things that really ultimately do not serve us. Yeah. And I, I want to just circle back to a couple of things that you said, because I feel like this really answers that. It's funny that I called it a pit stop because you know, but that that's actually what happens when you are in a um, conversation with someone and there's this energy in the field that's happening because really what it is, is it's the dormancy and whether or not that comes from winter or it comes from getting hit or surprised with something where you are forced to like, just stop. And so it feels like that's, Everything that you actually just said about the things that you do are the the one minute thing or the thing that just says, be present, slow down. Okay, you don't have the answers in this moment. You connecting with nature, which can be as simple as, actually, I have been developing a relationship with a bird who comes to the window, a black Phoebe. I just... <laughs> Discovered, um, you know, taking a moment to journal about it and being loving to yourself. So I love the microdosing one minute and all of those things feel like they fit, fit under that. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how um, my dad died a few years ago at the age of 88 and he had had a stroke maybe five years before he died that created some limitations um, on him. And so he started to do some deeper questioning and looking within 
time. And someone said to him that when he went to bed at night to lay there and do a gratitude list and just lay there quietly and repeat the the names, the things that had happened during the day and to have that gratitude. And so when you were just talking about like this kind of slowing down and all, I thought, you know, how many times do people think that it has to be a complicated tool in the toolbox? No, these are like little reminders, little ways that you go, okay, I'm maybe they're overwhelmed or there's it just feels like there's too much going on. Let me look through the the toolbox, you know, let me lay down on the bed and just make a list of what I'm grateful for. So I love these um I love the way that just kind of came out of you about building trust and faith and these simple things to do to really stay present with what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think um, some of the gifts are in 2024 as we go into this year filled with lots of change that's happening in the world, systems that, you know, I mean, let's just say that 2020 was the beginning of a cycle of um things changing in the world and knowing that old systems are dying, whether that's something happening in your family or your community, or it's a a financial institution or whatever, we are at a time of change. And it's not about sitting in fear of what's going to happen and all. It's about returning to ourselves and having... um, having a consciousness about change happens. So I'm wondering how you're feeling about going into 2024. And, and there are there's astrology for anyone who's into that. There's even yeah. astrology that's <laughs> showing us that this is exactly where we are. And um, so ride the waves of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of your thoughts going into 2024? Yeah, I think that, you know, we've all been through so much in a very short period of time. You know, it's it's been pretty intense from what I've heard from most people, especially 2023. Uh, the majority of themes that I'm hearing from colleagues, friends, clients, family, fill in the blank, is that it was one of the most challenging and difficult years of their life. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in a, like a rebirth period, you know, a death and a birth period. And so I think what, while there's grief, there's also potentially anticipation and excitement for something new. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've experienced, I'm a firm believer of what's happening on the micro is happening on the macro and what's happening on the macro is happening on the micro. Yes. So, you know, again, that's another place where we can look for wisdom outside of nature. And so if we look to the macro and we recognize we have a lot of really corrupt systems out there that may have been working for a small elite few, but not for the masses. And so if we look at, well, what are the systems that I have within my family or what are the systems that I have within my business? You know, it's it's a restructuring time is what it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
And I think it comes with a lot of uncertainty. You know, it's like the familiar is being disassembled and the new is being assembled. And you can kind of sit in the middle of that and feel like, okay, I'm excited about a few things, but you know, how do you, how do you plan, you know, as a business owner, as an individual, how do you dream? You know, I mean, we all have desires within our hearts and I know that within every desire inherent is the fulfillment of that desire. You wouldn't have the desire if the fulfillment for it didn't exist, sure. which I think is a beautiful thing to hang on to. And so really sitting and writing out, well, what is it that I'm dreaming big about for this year? And um, and then maybe taking a pulse on, on a scale of one to 10, how much do I really believe in that outcome? Because in order to create, we have to have conviction. And, you know, I think when you've been on unstru unsteady ground or, you know, whatever the word is, <laughs> it, that, that your faith can be rocked and you can then think, well, who knows if that's going to happen. And I think that's, that's a theme that a lot of people and myself included have been through over the past several years. It, it, it manifesting and magnetizing or whatever you want to call it. And I've taught on this subject in workshops all across the globe um, and continue to teach in, in my business about this too. It's like, it feels different, right? Like before it was like, I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to become relentless about it. I'm going to, I feel like we're in a place and space and time and frequency where we've got to be a little more um, flexible and a little bit more co-creative and, and, and involved. It's like this whole take the bull by the horns and go for it and take massive action. That feels like it's, I'm not saying it doesn't work and it certainly works for some people. And I think you have to know how you're uniquely wired too. But overall, it just doesn't feel like that's an energy going forward that's gonna really work as well as recognizing that you can be sitting in meditation and have a miracle show up and magnetizing that to you um, through your energy and your frequency and really getting more in touch and in tune with the great power that we each have within us that we've been lied to about. Absolutely. And it feels like that is the place to that when you are in this place of uncertainty when you are not sure where where you're going to just be running in one direction trying to climb a mountain you may be missing the clue that said actually turn to the left and go around <laughs> don't go straight up like it's just a waste of your time so the thing that uh, really comes up for me as you were just saying that is how part of it also is looking for clues that are starting to appear in our lives around us, whether that's the desire, as you said, you wouldn't have the desire um, if it wasn't, if there wasn't some fulfillment, if there wasn't some something pulling you towards that and noticing what is what is falling apart that you're trying to hold on to that you're grabbing? Uh, so I feel absolutely what you're describing in terms of a shift about what we know about goal setting and um, 
uh, yeah, it's even more than that. It's like, what is the way of manifesting? It's tapping into something else that's th that's there and not just putting it down on, on paper. I heard someone say on uh, some documentary that I was watching about that this is a good time in the world to look at the last five years and what has worked and what hasn't worked and then lay the plan for the next five years with, you know, and what you were saying, it's like with adaptability, with flexibility, that don't be so caught into a groove that you can't shift to the left or the right. Yeah. Any thoughts on on that, that, um, I mean, I know you just spoke to it and maybe there's something. Yeah, I think, you know, what I've been sensing is just really taking things more in microdosing, you know, and, and, and being okay with letting go. Really, I think we uh, are all being called to look at how attached are we to things, to people, to material items. You know, I went through coming home from my son's boot camp over the summer and my luggage was stolen and there are still waves of anger about sentimental things that were in my suitcase and i'm utilizing it as an as an exercise to be better at not being as attached to things that really you know at the end of the day don't matter you know mm -hmm. and i think that just taking things one day at a time when it feels like you're looking at a mountain mm -hmm. and and remembering that in order to climb that mountain it requires you just taking one step one foot in front of the other and that's how minuscule or you know microdosed we need to take things sometimes when things feel so big and i think we are dealing with some really big energies right now on the macro and on the micro. And my assessment of what I'm hearing is that people are massively overwhelmed. You know, we're living in a time period where 3000 things are asking plus, maybe more than 3000 things are asking for our attention all day long, every single day. It just feels so overstimulating. And then here you are trying to be a mother and a wife potentially, and a, a, a daughter to your parents who might be going through health challenges and then put yourself into the mix and prioritize yourself so that you have time to nurture yourself and to show up in all of your obligations and, and desires and duties with a full cup. Because I, I, I still believe strongly that we are each responsible for the energy that we bring in any given situation. Um, so I, I just, I'm just observing, you know, again, everyone that I'm connected with and, and what I've gone through, what we're going through collectively, what I'm hearing from individuals and also what I'm going through myself um, is, is that just taking the smaller bites for, for the time that you can and looking at what you, what you have the power over, uh, in your life in the moment and recognizing, you know, once, once we start going off like, Oh, well, what if this happens? What, like it, it doesn't serve anyone. And I just don't feel like that's the energy that we're living in anymore. Mm -hmm. 
So if you were to, I mean, this has been great to talk with you. And I know we're kind of wrapping up now, um, even though there are so many stories we could go, we could go into even more. But there are there are two things. One, I want you to let people know where they can contact you and um, to work with you. And um, I would like you to just think about something, some ray of hope that you could give people as we wrap up. So why don't you start with where they can reach you and I'll make sure. Well, this is in the show page description for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, people can just go to my website, which is RebeccaSatori.com. And if you want to download a free money meditation with some sound healing, it's uh, totally free. And you can get that at RebeccaSatori.com forward slash meditation. And it's, it's a meditation that's been highly transformational for many, many people, including myself. Beautiful. Thank you for that gift. Totally. And then to answer your question, leaving people with some hope is, um, you know, we are wired to be resilient. Mm. And so when we go through challenging times, it is the, the, those are the things that you earn, not learn. And these are also things and I tell this to clients all the time and remind myself of this is that you can't go to the store and buy these things. So cherish them even more. So when you're going through a difficult time and whether you've lost a loved one or you have, you know, had a financial circumstance change for for you or whatever you feel like you're being challenged with in each given moment, I think we've all experienced a tremendous amount of loss over the past three years in many different ways, loss of our freedoms, loss of loved ones, um, you know, loss of of lots of divorces and marriages not working out through the COVID time period. There's all kinds of different things. You know, I know in my own life, the transition of of my son going into the Navy, that that has brought up a lot of emotional upheaval and and sadness, of course, happiness and proudness as well. But um, it's been a big transition for me in my life at this time. But, you know, what 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 are you earning when you are going through let for lack of a better term right that fiery furnace you know mm-hmm. that pressure where diamonds are created and i think we've all felt like we've been in this pressure cooker in in not maybe maybe not every single day maybe not every single moment but overall i think the consensus is that we've all felt like we've been in some in some way, shape or form in a pressure cooker. And it, it, you feel like you can't get out. You can't find a solution. You're only allowed to be in it and it's intense as all heck. (laughs) Yeah. And so in those moments, what are you earning? Because again, these aren't things that you can, you can't go to the store and buy confidence. You can't go to the store and buy financial independence. You can't go to the store and buy resilience or resourcefulness um, or compassion or empathy. And so as you build your character going through the intense times, I believe that that is what really is the hummus of life and the richness of life. I love that. That is so beautiful. And thank you. Thanks for being here. And thanks for your generous gift. The meditation I know is wonderful. And um, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. It was absolutely wonderful. And thanks everyone for listening and see you another time.
Bye-bye now.